Our chapel speakers today are Dr. Joe and Glory Williams. Will you please welcome them this morning? It's nice of the guys to just walk away and not help us get up, set up, set up and everything. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Uh, about, a, have a seat. about a year ago, uh, a couple years ago, we started having a um, dialogue series around relationships and um, things of that nature, and the committee has been wanting to do a forum on, um, you can move closer, Joe, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> the committee's been wanting to do something on healthy relationships, and uh, a year ago it was canceled because the same night there was an event scheduled called the Dating Game. So we actually had to cancel the forum on healthy relationships for the dating game. Uh, and then we had it scheduled this past fall, um, and the, one of the speakers for the event uh, broke his leg just a week or two before the event, so we had to cancel that, and we planned on having follow-up forums and things of that nature. So we, you can look forward to that coming in the future, hopefully. But in one of the sessions, we wanted to make sure we had a panel of those who are in relationship, whether dating or married, some for just a few years and some for many years. And we wanted to make sure, um, I wanted to make sure you heard the story of, uh, of Joe and Glory Williams. It really is an incredible story of how God has brought them together and a beautiful story of their life. Um, now, they just have had a new addition to their family. Uh, Stephen Sanjeev has been born December 25th, Christmas Day. I think we have a picture. And you can tell he is the son of a scientist by this next picture. His uh, onesie says, there is an exothermal reaction in my diaper. So you can tell that uh, the, the child of a scientist. So I'm um, so just going to ask you a few questions. And, and as they share their story, uh, just um, sharing our testimony, a lot, a lot of people can learn how God works in our lives. And uh, so first tell us, uh, Joe, how did, how did the two of you meet? Where did you meet? And uh, tell us when you first, uh, first met. Right. Uh, so Gloria and I met in Syracuse, uh, and we are both students in our graduate programs. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Chapel may end early today. Uh, so Glory. Uh, Tell us, though you met at Syracuse, tell us a little bit about what you discovered about each other's lives um, after you did meet and get to know one another. So we, we were studying in graduate school, as Joe said, and um, we went to the same church and we met there. And um, in the course of our conversations, getting to know each other, as you might tell, Joe's a man of few words. Um, <laughs> so in our few conversations, we discovered that both of us um, grew up in the same city in India. Um, and we lived in the same, um, the same small town, maybe a few blocks away from each other. And we went to the same high school. Um, now, schools in India are huge. There, there were about, how many students would you say, 2,000? So, so, you know, we could have missed each other. And apparently we did because we didn't know each other. And our families knew each other back mm. in India. But uh, we'd never met. We met in Syracuse, wow. traveling all those miles. So from the same neighborhood, uh, same high school. Did you graduate high school the same year? Were you in like the same graduating class or yeah. a couple of years apart? Yeah. Um, so tell us about your, fa- and both from Christian families? Yeah. And is, a lo- is there a large Christian population in your city? Or 
tell us a little bit about the background of the city and the faith background. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. Um, yeah, so as you know, it, the Christian population is a minority, uh, but we do have uh, most of the Christian population is in the south where we live. And so we both grew up in Christian families. Uh, a little history about how my family became Christian. So this would be five generations back from my, from myself. Uh, we actually come from a, uh, you know, from a family of Hindu priests. Uh, my forefathers were priests in a well-known Hindu temple uh, in the city where I came from. And uh, my, the uh, person, uh, the forefather who actually became Christian had to basically uh, forfeit all his family, his family rejected him for becoming Christian and from that is where I come from. Uh, Glory? Um, uh, the same thing with my family actually. We, I don't know if you know this but... Uh, <laughs> We're glad we well, can help. Uh, <laughs> this is also marital counseling today. <laughs> um, we, I, my family, we were fifth generation Christians and um, my great-great-grandparents were Hindus as well and um, apparently they were very wealthy and you know they didn't they weren't they were well-to-do but they didn't have peace and one of them was given a, a part of the New Testament I think the Gospel of John uh, by one of the British missionaries who came to India and he read it and then passed it on to his family and that's how my family is Christian so we both of us have a have a rich Christian heritage which is um, which is very rare in India because um, the entire population of Christians in India is only 2%. And they come from a family of five generations of Christians uh, who committed and we were both raised in families where we were taught about Christ and taught uh, to read the Bible from as far back as we can remember. So it's uh, really a blessing that we came from these families. So from Christian families and uh, same neighborhood, same high school. So Joe, you're in Syracuse. You see Glory, you get to know her. You, uh, I guess, had an interest in her. So what, what was your first move? Tell us how you, <laughs> tell us how you uh, work this in. All right. So as, well, so, you know, as you know, I'm not really uh, too outgoing in nature, so I decided to go the safe route, and I sent Glory an email uh, asking her <laughs> if she would be interested. That's what I did. <laughs> Now, when I heard this story, um, uh, you, you were interested in her, but you did take some time to pray about before sending this powerful email uh, that you sent. You did, uh, Spence, tell us about that journey, and you asked for some members of the church to pray with you, and, and why you were so uh, hesitant, and some of the reasons you were hesitant to uh, send her this email and make the move. Okay, so that's some history in this then. Uh, so Glory, Glory's family and my family... As, as you heard, we grew up in the same, or they grew up in the same city. And in fact, uh, when we were small, both families used to go to the same church. And even in different cities, when they moved, they still were part of the same church group. Now, somewhere along the line, uh, division arose in this church group. And unfortunately, we ended up on both, you know, on the opposite sides of this division. Now, 
my uh, uh, my family, my dad, my dad, and you know the workers with him uh, did not take kindly to this division, and they almost really uh, you know sort of looked down upon the people who left this church group. Uh, so much so that there was no connection anymore. Um, and uh, the differences basically meant no communication at all, even though they used to work before. My dad knew Glory's dad, uh, you know, they worked together uh, doing different things before this division. So uh, for me to actually propose um, marrying someone from a family that left this church group would, was considered radical. I mean, this was not going to happen. So you asked her to marry you in the first email you sent to her. <laughs> Is that a serious question? <laughs> <laughs> tell me about the... Uh, you can tell we didn't rehearse this. Tell me about the... Tell us about... Because that's, that's actually the critical point that I want to get to. But even before, there was a six-month period of prayer before you even corresponded with her. Yes, so that, that's why I was... So this is what happens. The glory came in 2002 to Syracuse. Uh, I had already been there since 99. And uh, so she came 2002, August. And in I started to like what I saw in her, but I wasn't interested in doing anything with that. Uh, in 2003... Um, as I was starting to think about, you know, should I even pray about this, I was like, I don't want to waste time praying about this because I know this is not going to happen, uh, given the history between our families. So one day in church, uh, after church was over, one of the older gentlemen came up who knew me well, and he said, you know what, I've been thinking about glory, and I think I've considered you know, marrying him. I didn't say anything to him, but I was like, I really don't want to waste time on this. And so I started to sort of start struggling, should I spend time? A few weeks later, a second gentleman in, in, who I knew well also came up and said the same thing. I don't know how they knew that I was thinking about her, but... <laughs> so that's when I started to actually actively pray, now God, is this, you know, is this the person whom you have kept for me? Right now, you know, in, this was in around March 2003, I see absolutely no way this is going to take place. Uh, so I want to have guidance from you. You need to show me. Uh, you, know, you need to pave the way for me to know if this is the right one. So what I did was I consulted a good friend of mine who was an older gentleman, and so we started to pray together. Uh, he, I, asked him, I asked him, should I even pray about this? He said, Yes, you have to. And so we both started to meet regularly and pray uh, about uh, God's will for me regarding glory. And so that went for six months, from March onwards for about six months. Great. So th and then you sent the email at the end of that six yes, months. Yes, that's when I sent the email. What's, and what's amazing to me when I hear that is I've spoken to some of you as you find interest in someone here at ENC, and you really go to the Lord in prayer for like six minutes. And uh, to think that... Um, <laughs> And, and really, really think that's a long time. And uh, so I was really amazed uh, for six months. You just, and, you met, and you actually met with this gentleman, so you weren't even journeying alone. He was journeying with you and praying with you. Yes. Okay. So six months. Wow. And then, so Glory, please tell us 
about this powerful, powerful email uh, that we want, once, once he sent it and had been prayed for six months. So at the end, well, let me just ask this. At the end of that six months, you felt the Lord was telling you this is the woman you're going to marry or you felt the Lord was just telling you to correspond with her and begin a dating relationship? Or what, what were you thinking? You know, what do you think the Lord was telling well, you? Well, um, there was no direction as to that. Gloria was not the girl. And it was the direction to keep going with it. Okay. So I decided to go ahead and take the step. All right. What do those steps look like, Gloria? You, from your perspective, tell us. The smooth operator that he is. <laughs> tell us uh, <laughs> what it's like. Well, as you mentioned, there were these random emails. And oh, several emails. Several emails. Oh, several emails. You, did, you forgot to tell us yep. that. <laughs> several emails. <laughs> And they'd be about these little random things like um, I didn't have a car when I was in grad school and he did and I'd get offers to go to the grocery store and things like that. And <laughs> and we were on the same worship team and I noticed the number and Joe they had the worship team play the music and the number of practices we had kind of increased slowly. <laughs> <laughs> get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think once he felt more comfortable talking to me and I felt more comfortable with him, Joe spoke to me one day and told me what he was thinking. And um, I'd known Joe to be there. I'd respected him a lot, just watching him in the church. And I knew he was a man of integrity. But what Joe just explained about our families, um, I kind of thought it was a long shot. Um, also knowing Joe's family, and I think he can talk a little more about that, but Joe's, can I say a little about that? Um, Joe's the youngest of eight, and all of his older siblings had arranged marriages. Um, so we talked about how it would take the hand of God for his dad to actually give us his blessing because it would be considered rude in India, especially in his family, if Joe went up to his dad and said, I found a girl that I want to marry. Um, so how long were, whether these emails or the correspondence, we, we'd call it dating, I don't know if there'd be another uh, word you use, but how long was that going on before you started thinking about, um, before you started thinking about marriage or started praying about marriage? Well, once Joe spoke to me, I said, well, let's just think about it, let's pray about it. And um, I think I took another six months mm -hmm. to pray yeah, about it. We didn't speak anything about that after we, didn't we met the first time. We didn't actively date because yeah. I, the way we felt about it was that we couldn't pray objectively if our emotions were in the way. Um, and I don't know if you'd call it a courtship or um, we just kind of, we would see each other, but we kind of just kept it neutral. And as I prayed about it, I felt God telling me and I had direction that God was telling me to go ahead with this. And so we still kept it. You know, we would we would meet. We I guess you'd call it a courtship, like I said. We recorded for a while. So after his six months, just so I understand, after his six months in praying and grocery visits and worship practices that weren't needed, um, uh, <laughs> you had then had this conversation, and then you took it at six months for time of prayer as well. And so you saw each other, and it was somewhat of a courtship, but you were in more in time of prayer and just waiting upon God. Bec and if I understand correctly, you did not want to move forward unless you knew the Lord's plan for your life was marriage. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? Correct. Okay. All right, so now you go through your six-month um, time of prayer and, and seeking the will of God. What, how did the conversation go? How did you approach your families? What, what was that like? Okay. So, um, so she 
So she contacted, Glory contacted me one day uh, in 2004, around May or so, and said, yeah, you know, I want to speak with you. And that's when she said, God's leading me. God has spoken to me that, you know, you are uh, in, you know, who God wants me to marry. So we decided then, the next step was to tell our families uh, that this is where God is taking us. Now, so I come from you know, a really conservative family, and especially uh, my dad is one of, one of the stricter people uh, in whom you really respect and honor. And uh, because of this family history, uh, you know, I was really hesitant in uh, telling him that you know, I found a girl, and the girl is glory. Uh, so, so I went through my mom. Uh, and <laughs> yes, that's what I did. <laughs> uh, He's I just so bold in so many ways, isn't he? <laughs> so mom said, yes, we'll pray about it. And she decided to tell my dad. After, you know, uh, one thing, I was back in the States and he was in India. So it would be more difficult really to, to talk on phone about this. So my mom broke it gently to my dad. And dad... Uh, he said, no, uh, we, no we, you can't do that. Uh, this is, it just can't happen. So, so, that went, so th- that's what he said. And so that, so keep going. Well, just, I would, no, yeah, we definitely want to hear the, the rest of it. So did you ever have a conversation with him or was it always your mom? Did no, you I did. Well, it was initially through my mom, but then I did speak with my dad and he was. Okay. And uh, so, Glory, what were you? feeling of what were you going through at this time in the relationship and in your walk with the Lord and all, of, all that was going on? Well, um, so both of us had talked about how we wanted to definitely honor our parents um, and not do anything that would hurt them. Um, and we felt that if God was truly leading us to spend our, the rest of our lives with each other, that he would work in the hearts of our parents because both of us knew that our parents loved the Lord and walked with the Lord. We know that the Lord does not give contradicting um, direction, if I could say, and that if he gave us peace about it, that he would give them peace about it as well. Um, We felt it was very important to to honor our parents in that. And it was difficult because we we both lived in Syracuse. We would see each other all the time, and um, we both felt that this is what God wanted for us, but we had to wait again for our parents to say, okay, we bless you. And your parents were okay with it? For My parents were initially hesitant, but then they said, we trust you, and you know, if this is what God wants for you, we were open mm-hmm. to it. So they were most supportive, I think. Than, um, okay. yeah. And what was the courtship like while you were waiting for this blessing? Did you feel you could still court and be together other than practice and things, or how did you, what did that look like? Yeah, we, w- we, would, we went out, we would meet, we would go for dinner. Um, we got to know each other during that time. Um, we, used to pray together. we used to pray together a lot about what God was doing and for our parents. Yeah. And pray for uh, God's leading for our parents as well. So Joe, tell us this journey your father was on. What, how, how long did it take? Or, what, or fill us in on details. What was it like? Or yeah, so, so, uh, so, he, so, he, I, right, so I talked with him in 2004. So this was sometime in August or September. And uh, 
So he said no, and then uh, he asked me, you know, have you found out asked God's leading? I said, yes, this is, this is what I believe God has led me. And um, so after that, so all through the end of 2004 through 2005, uh, he still did not give me his blessing. He was, you know, and I did not even pursue, I did not actively ask him after that because I knew that once he had peace about this, he was going to tell me. So then in 2006, early 2006, is when he finally said, okay, you know, I've prayed about this and uh, you know, I feel that this is God's will for you. So that was in 2006. So it was almost two years. Almost two years. Wow. Six months' time of prayer, six months' time of prayer, two years' time of prayer, in those times of waiting uh, for God to speak, whether to you individually or to family members, what were you learning? Or what, what, looking back upon it now, what do you think God was teaching you or what were you learning during those, those days? Um, I think for me, uh, God was reminding me that marriage was not just about the two of us and about uh, what we felt or about our love for each other or bad. Um, it was about God working for the greater good between our families um, and, and about him bringing peace and reconciliation between the families and um, healing in my heart too because when we had left the church as young kids um, I just remember feeling very bitter about it um, I was very young when we left the church um, probably about seven or eight but I just took away bad feelings from that and um, by interacting with Joe's family, God brought healing in my heart too about that church and about what happened when I was a kid. What about you, Joe, in those long days of waiting? What, what, as you look back upon it, what have you learned and what was God teaching you? I think, you know, those days really were the, uh, built the foundation for our marriage. It's really strengthened us to be able to trust God, uh, knowing that if, if anything, is in his will, he is going to bring it to pass no matter what. Uh, at the outset, as I said, in 2003, I wasn't even willing to pray because I knew that was, this was just no, you know, no end. This is not going to work out. Uh, you know, so many years back later, I don't know how we got through those days uh, because of, you know, we're not sure if God's going to bring this to pass. Uh, but when we look back now, you know, God is faithful. If, he, if he's planned something in our lives, uh, we know that he is going to bring it to pass no matter what. Uh, you know, that's, so in our marriage life now, you know, when we have difficulties coming, we just trust the Lord. We know God. We pray, you know, God, if it's your will, we know you're going to do this. Uh, you know, it's not in our hands. Uh, it may take time. You know, uh, but that's, if it's your will, you are going to bring it to pass. So tell us about the wedding. What, what year were you married? Where was it? And tell us a little bit about that. We got married in December 2006. Um, the wedding was in India, and it was in Joe's church, which for me initially was very difficult, as I just said, because I had a lot of bitter feelings about that church. And God used that time of waiting to heal my heart. And by the time we were ready to get married, I think I was in a place where I was... Um, that was where God wanted me to be. And our wedding was huge. We had 1,800 guests. Wow. <laughs> um, a lot of them we didn't know. 
because they were friends of our parents and friends of our families, and I remember um, you have a greeting line after the, after the wedding, and you greet all 1,800 of them. How long did that take? Just curious. <laughs> About three hours, three to four hours. And I remember greeting people and then turning to Joe and saying, oh, what's that? Because I had no idea, but um, we were just blessed by the love of people. Um, and I, I really saw what God can do when God has um, planned for us, that he brings healing and he makes it beautiful. So it was a beautiful day. Well, in, uh, in closing, from each of you, I'd ask, what, what is one piece of advice or wisdom that you would like to share uh, with the students here at ENC, whether that's about their own relationships or their relationships, their relationship with Christ. What, what's one thing that you would like to share with them as they're all sitting here? All right, well, uh, can I make it into two? Sure. Okay. So, you know, what I've learned, you know, in, I don't have that much experience, right, I'm just in my 30s, but what I've known and tasted of God is uh, waiting is a good thing. You know, as especially as young people and especially when we get into circumstances where emotions are involved, we want to do stuff. Uh, but I think waiting, just waiting, is really uh, one way to find out if this is truly God's will. Because God's will doesn't change. And given, given time, He works in us and He makes the, His will becomes even more clearer to us. So we really know that God has done the work. So, you know, as you, uh, that's, that's really what I have to say. Um, second is, you know, especially being young, I strongly suggest that, you know, uh, we find people older than us, are more matured, who have more experience of life uh, as a friend, so they can give uh, real wisdom to us, especially when we need it, you know, when we need our emotions to be separated from our decision making. Uh, so, you know, find a friend, find a godly friend uh, who is not in the same age group, but someone a little older, uh, whom you can really trust, who can pray and walk along with you, uh, you know, help you in your decision making. Um, I think our walk with Christ is just so important in knowing and learning how to discern the voice of Christ and learning how to discern his will for our lives. I think if we're walking with him every day and um, listening to his voice, when it comes time to make that big decision, uh, it becomes easy because then you can say, yes, Lord, I know what you're telling me to do. Um, and I think when we share our story with people in this country, people are sometimes surprised. They say, how could you um, first pray about something and then fall in love? Um, and I think... Sometimes love is a decision, and I think that's what I've learned from my parents. Our parents who've um, had, they've had arranged marriages, and my parents didn't even see each other before they got married, and they've been married 40 years now. And I've learned from them that love is a decision. It's not about this gooey feeling about, uh, you know, how you feel about each other, but every day deciding to love that person and to walk with Christ together. And I think um, the last four and a half years with Joe has been wonderful, um, I think because of that decision and because of our decision to walk together with Christ. It's not just both of us walking together, but three of us walking together. Well, we are blessed to have you a part of this community, and we thank you for the love that you have for this community and the students. And, you know, I have had students that have talked to me in the middle of the semester thinking that... Uh, 
Dr. Williams is trying to kill you. Uh, he's, he's not trying to kill you in chemistry. <laughs> but near the end of the semester, they come through and, and realize that there was a purpose and a plan and, and that his, his calling is to stretch and challenge you. But, but both of them really journey with you, care for you, and love you. And they have a, a Bible study that they have in their home with students on Sunday evenings if you're interested in being, being a part of that. So we're just blessed to have you part of this community and so thankful that you shared your story with us this morning. Will you please thank them? Thank you. Allow me to pray for the Williams and then we'll be dismissed. Heavenly Father.